Hi everybody, it's Pete again. We're back with another uh, episode of the Dutch Hall. In this week's episode, we go back to the old pool shed for a real throwback episode. And we have some uh, some longtime supporters of the show. Not only will we have the beautiful and lovely Jane Van Dyke, my wife, who joins me uh, for this show, but we also have a member of the Nocturnal Emissions, my favorite whiskey, Wes Hagens, and our bartender, uh, Paul Van Dyke, my brother. And Paul, we had to scrape him off of uh, off of the off of his chair after a slug and hard day at work. You know, the guy's like barely able to keep his eyes open on the best of times, and this one he's just exhausted. So we did get off to a little bit of a bad start, but we get rolling if you listen to the show, and I think it turns out pretty good. Again, if you guys would like to um, keep looking at what we're doing on the social medias, follow us on Dutch Hall or on Instagram twitter or live from the dutch hall on uh facebook and just uh, keep keep your ear to the ground on what we're doing we're gonna be trying to do some cool stuff in the next few months so um just uh keep listening to us and uh, I, th- I think this show really gets back to the old way that the dutch hall used to be i don't know i hope you like it as much as i do i like the uh, feel of it seems like we're really going back to the roots of the show again and uh, i hope you guys like it so without further ado please enjoy uh, Pete sells a church, still has cancer. Welcome, everybody, to Live from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. We are coming to you from the original pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a great treat to be back, and we have some of the original uh, cast members, if you will, of Live from the Dutch Hall, our former bartender of the show. Potentially, you could be a bartender again. Paul Van Dyke is here. Hello, folks. Hey, welcome. Yes. We have my lovely wife, uh, uh, the the lovely and talented Dr. Jane Van Dyke is, is here. Hello, everybody. Oh, listen to this. The people at home are still cheering, eh? It's like we don't have the music. We don't have the full band. But what we do have is my favorite member of the Nocturnal Emissions, the, the greatest band in Canadian late night history, Whiskey West Haggins is here, everybody. Hello, hello. You hear those people cheering at home. You can hear them in your head, right? Yeah, I, I hear the echoes. <laughs> yeah. It's still there, eh? This is kind of like the uh, remains of the Dutch Hall, eh? It's like we went into like after a a horrible storm, you know? It's like the apocalyptic Dutch Hall, like <laughs> right? It's like bared bones cuz most of our stuff is still over at the uh uh the the Spiky Ball Studios, right? And uh it's in the what? You're looking at me like I should say something, no? <laughs> no. Anyways, most of our stuff's still over at the other place, and uh, so there's a lot of things we got to talk about. I asked these guys in, Wes, we asked you in here, how's the married life going? Married life's good. Yeah? Yeah, kids are good, everybody's healthy. 
So you just went ahead, you, you, you made this huge change in your life, and then all of a sudden you had to be like locked in with these people that you've committed yourself to. One thing to do is to say, for the rest of my life, I'm going to um, dedicate myself to, to this family. But then when you're locked in a house with them for months on end. I, I still got to go to work, though. Uh, I worked through the whole thing. So, um, But the kids were home every day yeah. all day every day and then they turn on each other they yeah at times so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they're back in school for the time being and hopefully it stays that way so you think it will keep my no no <laughs> no i think they already know what they're doing and they'll yeah. be out soon what do you think though do you think that the virus right now you think that it's uh it's, it's like i think it's shit yeah like because yeah. i like do, do, like do you think it's as powerful as it was in the spring like it kills as many people no no but i think it's hitting a different age group oh that's stronger yeah and that's <laughs> and that's why i know i don't want to talk about this because it's gonna be done someday and then the show will be stupid it'll just be about that remember when we did the first pandemic show uh at the beginning of this thing we did a little bonus show and it, we talked it was all about poop because people were stealing keeping uh of toilet paper at their house, right? <laughs> and and then uh, we were all thinking, what the heck? Like, like we're gonna must shit ourselves with this disease. And then we look like idiots now. If you listen back to that, it's nothing to do with shitting yourself at all. <laughs> and the and the uh, toilet paper thing looks ridiculous now, right? Like, yeah, but now I think they're stockpiling paper towels. Yeah, it's always something like, and it, I don't know. It's like an iconic conversation, right? It goes. It'll just like, paper towels now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't find any paper towels that's crazy that's for wiping shit down i guess hey yeah, yeah. hopefully not your ass but <laughs> yeah i don't understand it uh like i understand being safe and everything that's definitely the case but like i it just seems like maybe i just maybe at the beginning where we were so scared because we didn't know anything we had to take like extra precautions and now we're saying we can probably just get by with you know just being regular safe or something. Yeah, wash your hands. Wash your hands, don't wear a mask. In your mouth. <laughs> yeah, don't lick any handles anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Remember Paul used to just go lick handles all the time yeah. at the go down like go down the 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 grocery store and lick some carts, Paul. Just keep you busy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Those days are gone. <laughs> Those days are gone. There ain't even cart lickers anymore. You can't even find a cart licker down at the grocery store anymore. The dying art. Yeah, it's just not the same. It's a post-COVID world now, Paltcha. And it's just a post-COVID world. You know, everybody's different. But I wanted to say to the people at home that I do appreciate everyone that's reached out uh, over the uh, uh, past few months. I didn't really get a chance last week to thank everyone properly. We did have a lot of people reach out. You know, I had a nice uh, conversation with, uh, with our Australian listener, Emil. Emil, he's down there milking cows, and he sent us a, a, a um, he sent me during the pandemic a nice thing about uh, uh, teat dippers. There's a new teat dipper uh, technology, and uh, I'm gonna wait until um, Mike comes in before to talk about it because I think Mike can pass it along to his family. Yeah. And uh, up in Angersall there, and then they would be the ones because I think they're looking for new things to to dip teats into. Which, I you think know, it's Inner Kip, Pete. I don't think you can call it Ingersoll. What did I say, Ingersoll? 
Yeah, they'll get fucking pissed. Oh my god! Like Dutch will come in here and throw you right through. I'm glad you. You know what? I'm glad you called me on that, Paul. Because if you would let that go, I could have had a whole fucking bus of people coming down. Yeah, like fuck, it's intricate. Yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> Man, what even the they get the uh, woman softball team in there? <laughs> you know, whole fucking team come kick your ass. Yeah, I wouldn't want that at all. <laughs> this ain't fucking Ingersoll. You know, <laughs> you know what I like. And I did, I was at a I did a comedy show. Um, oh, I was at Le- uh, Levity a couple a couple weeks ago, and I there was a guy there from uh, Smithville. Hey, eh? you ever you know Smithville? Yeah. yeah. And uh, one time I did a show in Dunville, at the Gun Club, and the, and the <laughs> you said you did, you didn't mind Smithville. You you hated Dunville. No, no, by I, I know Smithville. I, I... Or you don't have a le- you don't have allegiance to Smithville, but I'll yeah. tell you in Dunville. They didn't have nothing nice to say about Smithville, and then uh, when I when I saw I saw this guy from Smithville, I'm like, they fucking hate you in Dunville, right? Like Smithville, and the, and he said, yeah, like fuck Dunville, like they hate Dunville, <laughs> Dunville Smithville. Good old rivalry going on. Yeah, did you know that? No, that's a, I love those old things. Yeah, I like a I like a good old rivalry like that. Maybe we can get Ingersoll Interkip going at each other, the two eyes. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they do. Are they similar size? They might, I don't know if the maybe the people if there's listeners out there, you can give me an email at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com and then uh, I would know, right? From uh from your feedback. I gotta wait. When I we say feedback like then I put it in afterwards under the at the bottom there. Oh, and, is that because there's no band? Yeah, no band. Yeah. Can't afford you anymore. No. You wanna why Wes? We're steep. Because <laughs> you're steep. Because you became the greatest band in Canadian late night history. And then I made a claim. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm not going to come back and do the show until I can afford to do the show. And then that's why we're sitting in a fucking bunch of rubble yep. in, the, in my old pool shed. On <laughs> <laughs> whatever is left of my, uh, because I couldn't figure out a way to get money from anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out, uh, during the pandemic, I thought I was holding it together, and I think for the first, like, four months I did. <laughs> but then after that, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> it did not go well. <laughs> and then I wised up, though. I was able to uh, kind of snap out of it there. But realized I started a cult in a church and died. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> we're not, that's not good, right? So we're going to have to change that, I guess. That's it. That's going to change in the next little bit. The real reason, the, one of the reasons, I am going to have to sell this the church in Delhi. I'm selling it. Yes, this is. A, I'll let everybody know that on air. I'm going to. I'm putting it up for sale because the f- fucking number one, the insurance company. To be honest with you, this is what they told me. They I I applied for insurance. Then they gave me the insurance. Then uh, I did what I said I was going to do, and then I paid them what they asked me to pay them. Right, then one day they say they don't want to renew it, and I said why, and they say you're too risky. I'm like, what changed, you know? And they're like, well, we don't like the fact that you're doing stuff to put it online, you know? Like, it, we have you have online risk, and I go, uh, with what? You know, what's going to happen? I said, what if somebody sues you, you know, for something you do online or whatever? I'm like, sues me, like. For what? Like for like saying something? I go, what are you saying? Like, and then he's like, ah, it's just we're not equipped to handle your risk. They said can't do it. So then they go, just go see a broker. They'll be able to find you insurance. No big deal. 
So I go see a broker. They say, oh, no problem. We'll find you insurance. We were a broker. We can find it anywhere. You know. Then they go everywhere. They all say no because it's a tight market. Nobody wants new risk. Then they, they all find different reasons to say no. And uh, then uh, it's getting to the point where between that and they doubled property taxes on commercial property taxes in Norfolk County. So in a year, they double it pretty much. That's crazy. No businesses aren't making any money, and then they double what you got to pay them in property taxes. Fucked, you know. So I don't know how businesses are supposed to keep going. You can go get a loan from the from the bank now. They'll give you more loans, so I can give it to the county. But I have no chance of making the money back again. Well, so because no, they're just gonna double your taxes again. Yeah, it's it's fucking extortion, man. Like you just, I haven't even a chance to make any money. But they've they've taken it from before I made it. You know. So it's just a matter of, like, you get to a point and you're like, this is more fucking trouble than it's worth. Guess how many times anyone bugged me in my fucking pool shed? Zero. I'm going to go back there. Like, it's a lot fucking easier. Yeah. Fuck all this shit. And then, and even, like, you try to do these things. And I know, uh, I know I'm, uh, like, uh, I'm uh, and I'm in therapy too. They're, he says I'm supposed to mourn the loss of my dream or whatever because of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the church or whatever that, but like I'm not really mourning it. I did we did fun shit there. You know, I still think it was a decent investment as far as real estate goes. It's a good building. It'll make a good house for somebody someday. Yeah. It's just like like I'll be fine, but at least we tried doing something cool. Yeah, it had its yeah, time. Yeah. In the meantime, we have all the same shit that's going on. I just just don't have a building to do it in. And we yeah. were before we were all doing it at our houses and now we're just We've gone back to doing it at our houses again. That's what they want with COVID anyways. Everyone. Keep it simple. Yeah. Do you think people are going to... It was a lot of fun, though, and they took the fun right out of it. Yeah, they, they sure did. Money. We didn't make no fucking money. Yeah. Everybody wanted money. We didn't... We there. It was negative money every time we did it. Yeah, <laughs> we're ha- like we're doing stuff not for the money. Like it's, it, Everyone assumed we were making money because we were having... There was a lot of people doing it, you know, but it wasn't for the money, you know, it never was. If it was, I wouldn't do it. I did that already. Like I did a banking for forever. It was for the money. And I I don't remember being happy about it, you know, thinking that was a good deal. I felt dirty. Like I should wash my ass out, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's way different. (laughs) That is way different. Yeah. I don't think I want to do it. That's a sign that you should, you're probably doing the wrong thing, right? And you feel gross about it. Definitely. Right? You think there's, like, people that enjoy, like... Yeah, there's people that enjoy everything, though, right? Yeah. Like, jobs that you would find disgusting. There's some person out there who just loves it, you know? I always think about that guy that our cousin talked about that, like, delivered manure. And he, and he uh, fucking loved manure, like... The guy would like dump the load, and then he would like uh, he would like climb up into the the dump the dump trailer like while it was like tilted, and he would like run up in there and like scoop out in the corners with his hand the shit that was stuck up in there, and then he would slide down the the shit thing, and that then sound like a good time. That's gross. He was loving it. He he enjoyed his job, enjoyed every aspect of that. You know, yeah. To you, that sounds gross, right? You don't. That's probably not something that you would uh, uh, equate to the thing that you do on a day-to-day basis, right? No shit, and 
then, oh, shit, then, uh, then my cousin tells a story that they went out to they went out to lunch afterwards. <laughs> he <said laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe I remember it that way. I don't oh, know. Shit sandwich. But that's how I remember the story, and it doesn't matter if it's true. It's just how I remember it, so it's true in my Chick-wings head. Chicken wings for sure. Right? <laughs> Chicken wings. You think they went to the bunkhouse? Yeah. <laughs> be clean under his nails. <laughs> yeah. Oh, finger food. That's what you're going for, eh? A little poop. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have uh, we have to get to. Um, we might as well do it right off the hop, eh? We got a lot of people uh, that uh, um, give us a little thing we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Feedback. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, welcome to feedback. We got feedback. This week's segment is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to uh, go to the Live from Dutch Hall's website and uh, click on our Amazon banner, it should be there. If you don't see it, you probably got your ad blockers on. Shut those things off. And then do all your dirty Amazon shopping. Amazon Prime Day is coming up in October there. You know, you can get Amazon Prime at good deals. Do all that shit that you're going to do anyways to support that big, ugly company. And instead of that rich guy getting richer, us measly podcasters get thrown a little bone once in a while they throw a check in the mail and i spent you know what i do with that now i just buy candy and then i i lie on the bed and i throw the candy in the air and it drapes on my body and then i just roll around in the candy on my bed it's sexy yeah see jane do you like jane likes it do you ever do that paul you ever roll around candy for your old lady that sounds good though i like candy (laughs) you're right you would right yeah, you're right. Yeah. You, There's one a song, right? I like sex and okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes, uh, you, sometimes you just, you, you don't eat the brown ones. You never eat the brown ones if they've been lying around in bed for a while because sometimes those things sneak into places and crevices, eh? You got to be careful with chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they didn't start out brown. They ended up brown. Who does that joke? There's a joke somebody does about anal bees, and they go, "What's worse, the the missing bead or the extra bead?" I haven't heard that. <laughs> I forget who that. It's must be a David Tell joke. Uh yeah, steal other people's jokes for an hour. That's a good show, right? People <laughs> like that. I'll just do other people's. That's fun. Any, anyways, uh, we have uh, I have one show coming up. Next weekend, if you're in St. Catharines, go to uh, Showtime Comedy Club. I'll do in a guest spot there on October 18th. I think it is it's next Saturday. It's a sat uh, the set. Yeah, I think it's the 18th. Yeah, it's the Saturday. Yeah. Oh, it's three Saturdays. Well, there you go. You got time to plan for it. Go to Showtime Comedy Club. Hopefully, everything. But I know the shows are still going on at the comedy clubs out there. So if you w- do want to check it out, if you're in one of the centers. Where you do have a comedy club, they have like plexiglass up now, and every they got all kinds of precautions where you have to like enter through different ways and you exit through different ways, and you gotta wash your hands in and out and wear masks till you get to your table and that sort of thing. What's the Saturday. Limit for businesses now? I think it's fifty indoors still. 
they're letting the businesses that are still following the protocols still do the shows, you know, like, and, uh, and I've seen mo for the most part, the shows have been done pretty well. It's like safe. And it feels like the old, it still feels like, the, you know, the same, like you're in a comedy club, you know, you still get that same feel, but it, it, what I do miss is like people in the front row, you know, like when you, especially at like levity which used to be yuck yucks and hamilton there they had a real tight front even at at showtime too in st Catharines, the front row is real tight so like they're sitting at they're like sitting at your feet you know so you could spit on them <laughs> which you're not <laughs> supposed to do anymore yeah they don't let you they don't let them sit there anymore so you lose those people but those were really intimate seats the ones that are real close like and then so you get to know those people through the show you know because all the comics usually that are on the show will talk to those people, and then uh, you, uh, they're right there, so you can see their reaction. You can hear their whisper to their friend, you know, and stuff like that. So like, you can't help but uh, like, but it made the show. It makes the show interesting because now you gotta like kind of look into the into the black, you know, because there's no one. Those are the people you could see too, the ones that they put up close, because the spotlight's so bright, you you can you can't really see any of the people in the audience, right? Anyway, so now you're kind of just doing it to the darkness a bit. Do you find the rooms are busier now that there's like, that's really the only thing you can go do? There's no music, concerts, or anything like that? Um, I know right at the beginning when they opened up, I think they were, they were a bit they were a bit busier. And then I think it just kind of settled down again too. But yeah, at the beginning, I know uh, when they're doing all the patios and stuff, the patio shows are, were pretty, pretty busy. Yeah. And uh, I don't... And even the amateur nights that I've that I've done um, were um, they were decent decent rooms, you know. Like there was enough people there to play to, you know. Which before the pandemic, you know, there were some nights where you you'd be playing to fucking ten people if you're lucky, you know. And uh, so yeah, it's not been that bad since since we went back. So in a way, I think there's a bit of bit of pent up. Uh, demand like people that actually missed yeah. it um i think there's a lot of people that were um sitting at home and um thinking about their life you know during the pandemic and then they decided they wanted to do st try stand-up comedy um i think there's a lot of new new people that were eager to come out and then they bring like everybody to watch them before they know what they're doing which is crazy support yeah, support. It's your first fucking time you're going to suck. Right? Like, even if you don't suck, even if you're good, because it's a f thing you've rehearsed in your mirror for, like, three years or whatever, or whatever, or you're 15, or in my case. <laughs> but you you you, uh, you do well that first time, but you know in five years after doing it, ten years after doing it, you're if you're, do if you're working hard at it, you, you better think that sucks, you know? Yeah. If your first set is your best, then... Then uh, you gave up, you know. So like that's where you're you're asking people to come support you when you're at your worst. That's I, I would rather just do that anonymously, like in front of a bunch of strangers who hopefully will never even remember my face. You know, that's better. And then wait till I'm awesome, and then I'll go back home and then shove it up your ass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> How you like that, fucking Norfolk County? And then they'll be like, uh, we don't care still. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
That's just that's really the big thing. Nobody really cares. Just go live your life. There are a lot of people. A lot of times you get a kid that comes out for the first time and they are actually awesome because just for that reason because they're never going to work that hard on a set again you know than that first one because you you really you have to work yourself up to do it it's such a ridiculous notion to try to try something like that but that's like in, my, in our generation like our age i think that that's that that makes sense that it's kind of crazy to do something like that but younger people now i think they all think that they have the right like that that's a normal thing just to tell everyone everything about themselves um, in intimate detail, which is kind of a comic thing to do, but you're supposed to put jokes in it, you know? <laughs> what if their life is a joke? You still got to write the fucking joke, you know? You can't, if you say how miserable your life is and it's like, who's a, whose life is a joke? Can you think of somebody's life is a joke? Like is Trump's life a joke? Yes. Yeah. But he's doing pretty well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is he, though? Well, I don't know. Like, he's doing better than he's letting on, I think. But I, I think that he's, like, he's getting what he wants, right? Like, for the most part, he's, he's like, the president. That's got to he, – he did what he said he was going to do. He shoved it up. Like, that was, that, that's pretty good. So that's hard to call him a joke there. But it is pretty fucking funny, some of the stuff he's saying. How about a guy like uh, – uh, uh, Oh no! There's one thing. He's got his act. His act is kind of a joke, right? Like the way he riles people up and just says things, and then and that's kind of like hilarious, right? Yeah, he's he's like the laughing stock of the world, pretty much, right? Like, yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, I really don't know what to think of the. Uh, uh, like, I really don't know what's true anymore. You know. Like I, I, I think probably the guys uh, like terrible. I think b- all of them are terrible. Like I've never supported a politician ever. I've never like said, "Hey, that politician, he seems like different." <laughs> like no, they've all seemed terrible. Uh, Trump was supposed to be a businessman that was going to be different than a politician, but he was a horrible person, businessman, right? So you just took a horrible he businessman horrible person businessman made him a horrible person politician we already had horrible people politicians you know can we have a good person politician for once like just one that doesn't give it but it's crazy to even think you want to be one right if paul exists though a person think a good good politician a good honest politician no i don't because i think just the very notion that you want to be a politician means that something's wrong with you you know because like why would you think you can run a country or run a province or something like that or or even a, like represent a whole county That's a it huge undertaking i don't even see why it makes sense in today's day and age you should just have like everybody just logs into their account online and then votes for everything and then all we hire are public servant administrators to to carry forth the will of the public and that's it but like we don't need to hire a person to represent like sixty-five thousand of us like that's yeah well uh, the, the enormity uh, of I'll speak from a, that kind of a change is like like that's that's the hard part right change is very very slow yeah so 
Yeah. Yeah, but this is what you do. This is what I learned. Oh, sorry, I didn't interrupt. But this is what I learned during the pandemic. Change does move very slow. But if you want to speed it up, you uh, burn down the police station. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Then that... Then that True speeds that. it up, right? Yep. Revolution. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do think the shit's hitting the fan all over the world right now. It's kind of exciting times if you like the Bible, like the apocalypse and stuff. It's like, uh, it's crazy. Like, and it's it's crazy the amount of people that are migrating, like, like leaving their country and going to another country. And, um, and like it's a lot of times it's war torn sometimes it's environmental um but like now with the pandemic i think people are just like refocusing too and just saying like we uh we don't like where we are and we don't want to leave and that brings us to a piece of feedback that we just received today just before we um started this show i just want to bring it up here uh, it is from Sabrina Van Brocklin. Sabrina Van Brocklin is a is a listener, a, a longtime listener of the sh- show, and actually she's been out to uh, see one of my gigs at New Limburg Brewery. Um, so she's a, she's one of the one of the good ones, eh? One of the good ones. Sabrina. And she sent us uh, a a message. She tagged me into it, and it's regarding this. It's, it said during last night's debate, the presidential debate was the first one between Trump and Biden. Uh, the Google searches for how to move to Canada, they were like spiking that everybody was searching on how they could leave the country. <laughs> and they were choosing Canada as a place to uh, uh, to move to. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think? Uh, do you think we're going to get an influx of immigrants from the United States moving into Canada? Regardless of what happens, because someone's got to win, someone's got to lose, and half half of them are sp- are split down the middle. Do you think that there's going to be a breaking point where we have like a American refugees showing up at a Canadian doorstep? Yes. Yeah, I could see it happening. Yeah, for real, eh? I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of American license plates around here. To be honest with you, I didn't see them a month ago. We were we were even. Um, I thought the borders were closed. Exactly, but but I think you can you can you can. There's like some loopholes, you know. If you're an expat or a dual citizen, dual citizenship. That's you, what I think. There's more family visiting, but um, or fi- visiting or moving, coming home, mm-hmm. or like coming here, like uh, our friends of. Uh, well, I know some people that where that's happened, where they've had to like leave the leave the the. There because of the fires and stuff like that too, yeah. but uh, you come here and you can uh, you quarantine for a while and then you can stay, or you can say you're driving through to Alaska, and then they let you th- let you through. So there's a couple like loopholes that you can follow. You just let them in. You just told everybody. Yeah, they're all going to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah. When the reporters to report how to right make now. a bomb, go to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna just go. They're they'll flood in here, and then we'll be stuck with a whole bunch of Americans everywhere. And what? How will that change us? I'm going to Mexico. I think it's the safest. Mexico safer than Canada? <laughs> wow. Well, no. If they all 
It's Good. not. <laughs> if the I'm going Mexico. Call me Pablo under a sombrero. I'm <laughs> fucking winner. It'll be great. Just yell at anyone who comes within six feet of you. I have a six foot sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sabrina, thanks for uh, tagging me on that and giving us something to talk about. And because of that, you're the listener of the week. Oh, Paul, sing it. You're the listener of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this this is, is your week. week. Thanks, Sabrina. It's your week, Sabrina. <laughs> It just feels like you can hear the ghosts of the Dutch Hall, like echoing, like there was the band, the Nocturnal Emissions. Imagination. I'll yeah. tell you, after the whole, after the whole pandemic, the only person that was said that 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 reached out to me during the pandemic about this program, this live from the Dutch Hall program, and and said, you know what? Let's fucking like let's do it again. Let's be the greatest again. Was Whiskey West Hagens the only one that gave a fuck about the nocturnal emissions? Was Whiskey West Hagens, and then you know what? The other guys, I reached out to them, and you know what they said to me? Go eat a bag of shit, Pete. We got a life. We have a life now. We don't. We don't need you. We've learned to live without you. Charles is fucking baking bread. He's making things happen, right? He's fucking. You know, he's like a legit, like uh, he, 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 he like a. Uh, Looks like uh, the, uh, what's that, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> with a mustache, though, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably all covered with powder. You know? I said, just come in, let us all po uh, uh, poke you in your belly. Just for a second. He said, like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. I've, I've had enough of this shit. I'm like, um, Charters, like, w what the fuck, you know? And he's like, I'm over this shit. I'm over it, you know? <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy's a fat Polak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out. Eh. Whipping up some pierogies. <laughs> His bread's dynamite, though. The guy's bread is is out of this world. And uh, if uh, Wes has he he's not dropped anything by your house, eh? No, no I'm breadless. You want to know why? <laughs> you want to know why you're breadless? I'll tell you why you're breadless too. It's because the nocturnal emissions for is are a fraud. They're a fraud. The whole band, you know, what? greatest. This is a weird thing to say, but the the greatest band in Canadian late night history doesn't even consider themselves a band. Uh, no one does. The only one, maybe Steve did, because he didn't have another band, eh? Yeah. Did you get together with your band through yet since this whole thing? Yeah, we actually just started practicing last week again. Yeah, how was it? It was good. Feel good? Yeah. Yeah, Murr showed up uh, about a twelve pack deep. Oh really? Eh? Uh, it was is it entertaining? It was interesting. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good to get together and. That's like training for like if you're, if you're ever like pissed drunk and have to perform somewhere. Is that what that yeah, is? Been there. Which is it's pretty much too. every time with Murr, right? Yeah. So he should practice like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been on that side of it too, and it's. It's oh, not easy. A couple stage dives. A couple stage dives. <laughs> yeah. No broken bones, though. I remember for years, Charters would always play, bring his guitar to different parties and stuff and campfires and all that stuff. Just terrible sounding. And then uh, and then one day, uh, he gives me a call. He's like, Pete, I'm I'm sober. I, play, I picked up my guitar and started playing it. Turns out I know how to play it. Because he was always so drunk, he didn't know. He, he, he just couldn't play then he, he decided to sober up 
I think that has something to do. I, I, I stopped drinking, eh? Uh, uh, I don't know if people noticed on some of the old shows, but I was, uh, some of those I had a little, a few cocktails during those shows. Uh, when I listen back to them, they're very slurry, eh? Turns out when you mix whatever the psychiatrist gives you for your, your, uh, noggin and then, uh, booze and then whatever weed and, um, just overall uh, overuse of your brain, it makes uh, for a real slurry mess on the air sometimes, right? But uh, you don't know, eh? The whole concoction makes you unaware of the fact that you are not as a... Uh... Anyway, so I have some shows I was listening back to looking for little clips, and it was like, holy fuck, Pete. Good thing you stopped drinking. You sound like a mess. But um, but I didn't really... Qu- I didn't. I didn't really quit because I like I'm like I'm an al- alcoholic or anything like that. I just, though I might be, who knows? Jane always said you're not an alcoholic. You don't ever drink because I wouldn't really drink very often, just like once a week. But then uh, usually it's like once I would start drinking, I'd be at some stranger's house the next morning, you know, making pancakes in their kitchen and stuff. <laughs> and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't. You know, like I just it was the stopping was the hard part. You know, once you got going. It rots your gut. You when you drink that much, I was a bit of a binger. Yeah, I like to drink a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> it does make for some real embarrassing stories, though, and great times. Turns out I'm a great blackout drunk. Like I really did have good times when I was blacked out. Like I don't remember any of it, but people tell me how much fun I was, um, which is good because it's better than the alternative, you know. But I've also had people say you pissed in my kitchen, which is like. <laughs> The other side of it, you know, you're like, oh, that's a bad one. You know, I'm sorry about that. Good with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually remember part of the pissing in the kitchen, though. Usually you, because you, it's usually you're asleep, you know, and then you wake up kind of in the mid-piss, <laughs> someone yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, drinking, good times, good times. <laughs> Um, I, and I'm not as like, like if I was all of a sudden get like pissed drunk tomorrow, I wouldn't say I fell off the wagon or anything like that. I would just say like, I just like went drinking, but I don't drink unless I drink. Does that make sense? Is that like you? Cause you don't drink anymore. I don't Paul? drink. Yeah. I haven't drank in years. But you I do d- drink. You yeah, do, you will I, have a beer out like once in a while. On a yeah. Sun- and I get drunk every once. I'll go get pissed up once in a while, but. But it's not like an every day or every week or every month thing even, really. Yeah. It's very rare? Very rare. And did your body make you stop doing it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. My liver doesn't like me. Did you? Were you bingy, too, or were you just kind of a steady drinker? Bingy. Binging's so much week. more fun, though, eh? Yeah. Weekends. Are, are you a binge drinker, Wes? Um, I wouldn't but, say so. When you come home from work, do you have a beer? Yep. Like you'll sit down and like relax, have, have a beer? I have a beer with dinner. And then typically there's two whiskeys or something before bed. Yeah, that's that's pretty like responsible, right? But that would never happen. Drunk. Yeah, that's not, I'm not having just three, no. three drinks. I'm having like one, two, thirty. Drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I have I've started having the odd glass of wine, like with, uh, with this is such an old guy conversation, but yeah, like I've had I've I had such a I would have a glass of wine and then I would like 
be tempted to have a second one, but then I usually had to shut her down. I shut it down because otherwise I make I would end up suffering the next day. Like literally feel like terrible and like uh, shit my guts out, you know, for like having nothing now. Like I'm just no t- no tolerance anymore. No like no uh app. My body has no appetite for it at all. Just rejected it. But it makes for a weird thing. The first time I did stand up, like. Like, it wasn't like I was the first time doing stand-up straight or anything like that. But normally you go and you have one or two drinks at the bar and then go do it. And uh, just it's it's more the the soothingness of like swishing around the ice and the glass, you know, like just the 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 kind of the the routine of having a cocktail before you go on stage. You know, it was it was is nice. I have to replace it now. You know what I did last time when I when I hosted is I had a cup of coffee. Oh boy. Yeah. You still on the coffee good. kick or is it just well, a rarity now? No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it smart with the, with the coffee because I will only do like, uh, like I'll maybe once a week I'll be like, today's a coffee day. And then I indulge. And then I notice that if I do uh, too much, that I'll start pacing around my house like a maniac. It starts to scare the cat, you know? <laughs> Then uh, <laughs> this is all true too. Eh? The cat's tail's all puffed up, you know. Oh Pete's just fucking pacing like crazy. This is how I started running again. So I went and got my running shoes on. I started. I ran into the ran into the park here, and then <laughs> ran into the forest. Ran into the forest and started running in circles. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, that's been the one. I do have. To, I recognize. Part of it's just recognizing when you're fucking losing your shit, you know, like when you're like the coffee's kicking in and, and I'm having, I got to get an outlet for that, you know? <laughs> so I thought if I had it, uh, like I was super tired. So I thought if I, if I had like, a, like if it made me go crazy and I'm on stage, like it'd at least be entertaining for the audience or, um, scary, <laughs> <laughs> but it may be talking about it, you know, like, it, but it turned out it was fine. I, I did fine. I'm good on one cup. And uh, and if I don't overdo it, you know. But if I go like a, if I start doing the second and third cup, I start getting a little nutty. <laughs> but other than that, you know. So like my life's really boring now. I I I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't uh, my uh, don't. Uh, I still have my beautiful weed. God bless weed. You know. Found that on this program too. Good thing. And then when they made it legal and that. What a great thing that you can that you can have now, eh? It's just weed everywhere, and then um, that's it. Just weed now. That's all I got left. It's just just my precious weed, and the buble, where they're not sponsoring us yet, but it is delicious, eh? Nice <laughs> sparkling water. Charge slapped drinking too, eh? So me and him got together to go out to dinner, a couple, like a couple old men, uh, and it, I was happy because it was like there was no pressure for me to drink, right? Because uh, Charles wasn't drinking so then the girls drank they were all boozing by the fire <laughs> like they did all the stuff we used to do when i would go visit them like where the guys would all go to the fire get pissed and the girls sit in the kitchen talking me and dave were in the kitchen talking the girls are getting pissed by the fire and uh we're dr- we're designated drivers all the time now so like if i take jane out to if you guys traveled you'd actually remember what you did me and Dave, if we go like as travel buddies, yeah, like again. you used to, but you don't remember any of the trip because you're both blacked out <laughs> drunk. We remember parts of it. We remember going there and stuff. 
<laughs> Remember the beginning of the we flight. Can piece it together between the two of them. <laughs> oh yeah, we've had a couple <laughs> sketchy flights where you don't remember getting off, and then Dave said I was spitting ice cubes at him. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember that. It's like you. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes we f- we float we f- would fly out of Detroit, and they had like a hotel in the airport, right? So you just get out of bed and go right to your gate you know like you could you could check it out as insecurity like right in the hotel lobby you know so um uh you just got drunk in the airport all night long you know knowing that i don't i'm not gonna miss my flights right there you know we so anyways then you get on the flight and then they you keep drinking uh, anyways those days are done now. Now that me and Dave are going to remember every detail. We're going to like probably do a lot of uh, birding. <laughs> <laughs> we both th- we both another passion they share. Yeah, we both found out that we both enjoy finding different bird species out of our window. <laughs> I saw, honest to God, I I saw a wood duck. I looked in the tree in the forest, and there's a fucking duck in a tree. Have you ever seen a duck in a tree? I don't think so. Never. Paul, you said it was across the road from our house. Yeah. There was a wood duck. This was a female that I saw, but like there was a duck in a tree. It's a real thing. Pink <laughs> frogs I saw this year. Like I saw all kinds of weird shit I've never seen before. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Dave and I will go birding, perhaps. Maybe maybe we'll take something like that up. Maybe we'll go, um, uh, uh, well, I think Dave Dave's probably going to want to go visit the great bakeries of the world, right? And so uh, I will join him. I'll, uh, maybe I'll go to the great cheese shops of the world, and then yeah, we can have some great pairings. Yeah, and then we can get, make some bread and cheese together. Yeah, we'll be bunged up and full of starch, carbs, and <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking fun trip for me and Dave in the future. This is what it is. And then when I start inviting, if this is what I'm going to be promising to. What's the only ember left of the Nocturnal Emissions Whiskey West Hagens? I said, this is it. You can come to a no booze, um, like, rubble party in my shed. <laughs> and no music anymore. Uh, you can sit there and listen in your head, play bass in your head. That's all you can do. Yep. <laughs> and I'll add I a post. The going through my head. <laughs> yeah, that's what will be in post, Wes. After the show, I want you to tell me all the stuff you thought in your head, and I'll just make sure to put that in post okay sounds good did you do one there just uh yeah just yeah i got it did you hear it yeah (laughs) (laughs) what i do like now is that like before we had spiky ball studios helping us with the show and uh you had everything had to sound good and everything had to be like super professional and now i'm at the full helm of life from the dutch hall again and it is uh, gonna sound like shit sometimes, and it's gonna like uh, be all kinds of different uh, uh, challenges that I may deal with uh, differently because my uh, skill set is uh, weak, and I have no help at this point in time. But uh, I like it better that way, kind of. I think that's part of the beauty of the show, though. I hope so, because uh, it sure takes the pressure off that way, you know. Just that you can just be kind of like a, a little shittier and get a little the grace of your your listeners, you know, where they just like cut you some slack because they can't do it either. 
And if you it's hard to be the director and the star. Oh, I am a star. Say that again. Yeah, well, you're the star of the show. Uh, yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah. Is that way only in Jane's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see why I'm the star? I get the girl and everything. Eh? This is the best. I just brought you guys here to show off. <laughs> uh, I definitely don't feel like a star, but I do. Well, I do see what you're saying. It's uh, you can't be the host. I'll say the host of the show and, and the and the producer and the everything. Yeah. You ever you ever guys ever watched SCTV? You remember SCTV? Do you remember a character called Jerry Todd? It was played by Rick Moranis. He would go like Jerry Todd weather, and he would like put this phase phase up with a thing, and then he would do the weather, and then he'd go Jerry Todd news, and then he'd put up the graphic, and he'd do the he would do everything at this board. That's what I feel like on this show. It's like I, uh, every everything. When I did it, when I started going nuts with it, you know? That's what I like. It's just audio. No, I'm not doing video. Ryan Sim sent feedback last week saying uh, no video. And I'm sorry, Ryan, no video because... Uh, give him the finger. Give me... A, uh, right now, just going to do audio. Not The video just wasn't worth it, the, worth the effort. You know what I mean? And I might still set up a camera because stuff for social media and stuff like that. So there's pictures and videos to go out. But to have a regular video show just didn't seem like the main listeners were still always on the audio platforms. And now there's so many more audio platforms that I'd rather just stick to audio. Were you able to track how many people watched watched each episode on Facebook? Or on, or on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, you can you can you can see that stuff. Yeah, it was always more on the on the audio platforms than it was on YouTube. Yeah, I think too because we were we probably should have put out just chunks, and we can still do that. Just chunk up the old ones and tighten them up. I still think that's a project that once I start looking for stuff to do, I'll uh, I'll start tightening up those old episodes. You and, got gold there. And then you can like maybe where we have like an hour and a half with us fucking around, make that into like a 40 minutes or something like that where you cut out all the the dead spots and the the drunken stuff. That could be really short. Some of the episodes might only be like <laughs> the intro. <laughs> Just <laughs> the band playing in and out and that's it. Do you remember at the beginning of the Dutch Hall when we started, when we, were you, when we were like sitting here and uh, sometimes like those early ones where we do, we made up the fuckholes and we wrote th- those songs and stuff like that? Were you writing the fuckholes? Was that before? No, it was before no, you. It was before. It's like Dave, uh, Dave, Mike, me, and you. Yeah. It was uh, it, Dave, Mike, and maybe Steve. Cause, cause he was on. It was right before the, the little tour we went on and stuff like that. But all that stuff kind of happened organically at the beginning, is yeah, what I mean. Just effing around, right? Yeah. And then after a while, I think the show just grew and it became kind of too deliberate. And then, it, and then it, it just la- la- lost some of its like organic, like where you really heard the voice of what we used to, where we started, where it was just like a bunch of Norfolk guys, like that kind of had a certain way of looking at the world. It wasn't just, and then it just, not, then it just became like a big huge cast of everybody, you know? 
And I don't know if that was better or worse. I always had people throughout the, the from the beginning till now that would say to me, um, uh, don't, uh, don't change. And then we changed every season. And it never, it was never the same. And then they would tell us that next year, don't change again, you know. And then, so I don't know. I don't know what the right way to do it is. I think it'll just keep changing. Well, you're not going to please everybody. I think, you know, do whatever you think. And then now it's on a reset. Yeah, I'm trying to get this thing called a Discord server going. But maybe it's not the best route. But it's a way that, like, people can chat. And then we can actually take, like, live calls on the on the show. That could be fun. Yeah. And then people, because it's dangerous. But then I might need a hand, like, with somebody just to, to line up the stuff so we have them going in. But I'll keep people aware of that. Just follow us on uh, on the socials there. Uh, subscribe to our channels. And then we'll be able to get you, um, give you a messages when uh, we know that we're doing this stuff. And then you can, uh, but in in the meantime, you can always give us an email at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. Or just go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of those things, and we would um, gladly use your ideas to help make the show better and give us stuff to talk about. Uh, one thing that I was supposed to follow up on from last week was who is the source of my shame? I'm giving away free um, uh, uh, free therapy to uh, my listening audience. Like I get therapy every other week, and then I give it away. Because it costs me money and it's expensive, right? So I can give it to everybody else. Uh, and I was supposed to, I, last week we learned that um, shame isn't uh, something you're born with. It's something that you get. And then we were supposed to unpack that this week. And I was going to find out who gave me my shame. And the two big ones were either mom or dad, right? I was thinking <laughs> I knew the answer pretty clearly. But it turns out we never got into it. So we're going to have to save that for another week. But what I did learn, which is a, actually a pretty good, some pretty good techniques, and they've helped me out. They, I've had pretty good success with them. So I will actually share these techniques with people at home. But I have anxiety real bad. And uh, sometimes it happens when I don't, um, like for no reason. Sometimes it happens for a reason. But it really, it just kind of feels like if you're uh, going up to say a speech and you get real nervous before you say a speech, that's like me all the time. Um, except for when I go up to say a speech and I stop, <laughs> then it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like opposite. So, um, anyways, he says that, uh, anxiety is, is like when you're worried about the, f- uh, future and, uh, like depression is when you're like, uh, um, thinking about the past, you know, and you're supposed to be more in the present. So if you want to, if you want to like get yourself out of, uh, the anxiety thing, he says, mostly the first thing you want to do is start with breathing, you know, and then, uh, oh, I, I'll go, uh, he goes, uh, you want to breathe in your nose and out through your mouth, and then you go, or don't know, breathe in and out through your nose, he said, whatever you do, just control your fucking breathing, right, <laughs> and then the uh, first time you do it, you say to yourself, am I safe, then you go, uh, do it again, then you say, you answer the question, are you safe, you know, most of the time you're safe. There's nothing to be scared of. If you're being chased by a tiger or something like that, then like you got you got a reason to be anxious. You know it's normal, right? 
And it's like, accept the fact that until this tiger stops chasing you, you're going to feel this way. No tiger, <laughs> I am safe. Right. So, uh, anyways, he says, do that. Then uh, what you're doing is creating muscle memory in your brain so that when next time you freak out and you, and you normally you go to your amygdala response, your amygdala is like your fight or flight, like you, you think you're going to survival mode, and that's when you start to really freak out. And uh, so that's when everyone says, well, in those times, this is when you should think rationally, but you can't think rationally. There's no logic and reason left. You've fucking, uh, you're in fight or flight, you're survival mode, right? So that's why some people are uh, really uh, quiet. Some people uh, run away. Some people um, hide. Some people uh, fight, you know? Some people are real assholes. And uh, I, 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 I fit a lot of those categories. So then uh, the... Uh, so they, you teach this muscle memory that's so that you'll do this stuff when you're f- freaking out. You'll go to do this. You'll just know to do it, right? So another thing you said to do is, like, find your pulse, right? And then just just uh, close your eyes and find your pulse and then go, go slower, go slower, go slower like that until your pulse goes slower. And then you can find that you can actually control your physical symptoms with your brain just by, like, doing that. You can control stuff like that. And then also he said rub your hands together and feel your like uh uh feel the heat of your hands rubbing together and then stop it and then you can feel the tingling in your fingers, you know. And then all that stuff is just being present in the time and then your anxiety goes away. He says So anyways I tried all this shit and it worked. Sure shit, it like it actually did make the anxiety go away. Now it comes back and then I do it again and then it goes away and then it comes back. And then it doesn't come back as often and Another thing that you're supposed to do, and this sounds really hokey, but I'll explain how it, how it worked for me. But they say you're just supposed to say every day something you're great uh, grateful for, right? And uh, sounds kind of like grade schooly, but uh, the first because I was pretty like bad off, like pretty depressed. Didn't really even know how bad off depressed I was really. Uh, so when you start doing an exercise like that. Um, I couldn't think of anything and I got a great life, got an excellent life, you know, and I couldn't think of that much stuff, you know, and then, you know, you're like, then, you know, something's wrong, you know, cause you're like, well, what the fuck? I should be able to find a million things. Yeah. But then the next thing you do it every day and then it comes easier. And then once one day I was running and then I said, I'll do it now while I'm running. And I come up with like a zillion of them. And then it was like the next day, you know, you can, it's easy then it becomes easy because you see so like it was something that seemed like it wouldn't be that big of a deal but then you try doing it and then all of a sudden you're like oh okay like it it really is weird how your brain tries to protect you from things and it starts making it starts doing weird things eh you can train it to do different to go back to doing the things you want it to do so it's encouraging it's worth doing. I know that if you go to Canada.ca right now, there's a lot of uh, mental health programs that are out there for people that are suffering during this time, and I think they have programs to make it a- affordable for people that are are struggling. So, check it out. I know there is uh, lots of help out there. Reach out to anyone, and if you if you're really stuck, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'll I'll point you in the right direction if you give us a give reach out to me. And. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's it. I think we learned a lot this week. Uh, also, uh, still got cancer. 
But uh, <laughs> let's end it with that one. Still got cancer selling the church. <laughs> yeah. Still got cancer selling the church. Um, can't think of much else. dropping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will... Um, We'll be back next week. We'll keep putting out these shows. And when, if you want to help, want to help us uh, get better, or you got any ideas for the show, you got an idea for a guest for me to go out and, and, and talk with, I'd be happy. My studio is pretty portable right now, so we can go wherever, uh, wherever. So uh, I think I think it should open up some opportunities this year to do some cool shit. Hopefully, and especially if they if uh, things change and we can start opening up, maybe we can maybe some cool shit can happen. But. Uh, until next week, we will. S- well, thank- I want to thank you guys for coming in, Wes. Thank you very much. No problem. And Paulcha, uh, I'm, I know we don't drink anymore, but uh, you can serve the exact same amount of drinks you served. <laughs> I did. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Before, shouldn't slow you down. Uh, Jane, pleasure as always. I'll see you tonight in our bed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And that's it for for me. I'm Pete Van Dyke. Thank you for again for everyone that's reached out to me over uh, the past few months, and uh, thank you for everyone listening to this program. Please tell a friend, give us some feedback, and uh, until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Yeah.